It could be actually a landmark case if there is a success and many legal analysts say that there is a great chance of success because victims of crimes committed with weapons stolen from police custody, they're seeking damages from Police Minister Becky Kelly. There have been thousands of people who've been injured and killed because of guns that were supposed to be destroyed, but making their way from corrupt police officials' hands to gangsters. Remember the case of uh, Colonel Christian Prinsler. He has been sentenced. He's actually, in fact, out on parole already. Sentenced to selling more than 2,000 firearms between 2007 and 2015. He was only sentenced to 50, to 18 years imprisonment. He's already out on parole. There's something like 90 children's death connected to his act, to his crime. And now the families of those victims say, we want someone to be held accountable. And he is the Minister of Police through the ministry. They say Becky Kelly should be held responsible. Adele Kirsten, who is a founding member of Gun Free South Africa, supporting many of these families. Is there a legal basis to say we need the state to be held accountable for the actions of one corrupt or two corrupt cops? There's, there's been another other cases involved. But should the state be held responsible for the actions of corrupt police members? Good morning, Adele. Uh, good morning, uh, Lester. And uh, you, you've given such a kind of clear overview and introduction uh, to the matter. Our legal team, our families, uh, Gunfree South Africa, we are confident that we have sufficient evidence uh, to bring a successful court action uh, against the uh, police ministry because, as you said, these were guns under the control of the state. They were not all state guns. They were guns that had been handed in amnesty, recovered from crime scenes. Uh, but under international obligations and under our national law, uh, SAPS was responsible for securing those guns and ensuring that they go to destruction, and they failed. And the system failed. So it, it was a system that enabled individuals to manipulate uh, the system that then pushed guns out, uh, you know, into mainly uh, certainly from our perspective, and this is the case we're taking up uh, into Cape Flats communities. Uh, so we are confident we have a case. The guns that Christian Prinsloo uh, sold to yes. criminals and gangsters, they've been forensically yes. linked to the deaths of something like, I, I said nine, but I think it's 89 deaths of children. There are hundreds of children who are also uh, wounded by those yes. guns. How many families have... I've come forward and say, we want to band together. We want to hold the Minister of Police accountable. So we we have the names of the families uh, or the names of the, the victim, either the survivor uh, or the person that was shot and killed. And these are, are mainly children. That uh, number of, of 89 killed, they include 18-year-olds. Gunfree South Africa uh, and our alliance partners, we're focusing specifically on uh, children, so those minors under 18. Um, so it ends up being 63. 
Um, we need to approach the families. We need to identify them, discuss with them whether they uh, want to come in. Uh, that's an ongoing process. So we have several families and we have enough uh, to basically uh, lodge uh, or certainly apply uh, to the court for certification uh, of this class action. But this is an ongoing process uh, of meeting with families and there are some families that don't want to come into the class action uh, for different reasons. But the main reason is opening old wounds. They don't want to go there again. Uh, and that's, of course, their right, and we respect that. Uh, but we have sufficient families to move ahead. Uh, there were the cases of Christian Prinslow. There was also another colonel, I think his name is David Naidu, who was also yeah. implicated in selling guns to, to criminals. That was a major case uh, that 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 gripped our attention. But do you think this opens if you go through this process and that there is a likelihood of success, this could open up um, the, uh, the, the the floodgates of, of even smaller incidents of one or two weapons that have gone missing from police storerooms and forensically can be linked to to murders or, 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 or issues out after they were handed in. This could open up the floodgates for, for more cases of being of holding, particularly the uh, political principles of the police uh, responsible for these issues? I think two important things. So one is, and start with your last point, is that this is not, uh, the action is against the state uh, it's, and, and the state responsible yes. for this particular area is the police ministry. So it's not about an individual yes. uh, and whoever holds that office at the time uh, that the, the, the trial date, uh, you know, is set. So it's about the state mm. uh, being held accountable. Uh, in terms of it, it's, it's a potential uh, precedent-setting case um, in that if, if we've, we've got the forensic evidence uh, that links uh, the, what we call the princely guns uh, to the death and or injury uh, to both adults and children, um, with that evidence, if the court upholds uh, and, and you know agrees with our evidence, and of course it's a long it's a long uh, road ahead, uh, it does set the precedent that if a weapon moves uh, under the control of the state uh, into criminal hands, the state is liable. Uh, so it it could be a, a test case, but we have a long road uh, to go. But the other thing, and this is really important, this is primarily about families getting compensation, and it is also about making sure that the state puts in place stronger systems so that this does not happen again. There are over a thousand uh, guns of princess guns that weren't recovered. And so they're still out there. They are still maiming. They are still killing. Those guns need to be recovered. So we don't have to wait for the, the class action suit to proceed. Just, just very quickly, Adele, we're running out of time and heading up yes. to news. Um, Christian Prinslow, he's, as you say, he's thousands of guns that are still out there that are still being used to commit crimes and hurt, injure, and kill people. He's already been out and released on, on, on parole. Already, when we want to talk about justice, it seems as as if if there are still weapons out there, still killing and hurting and injuring and maiming people. But here, 
Christian Prinsloo has seemingly served his time in this criminal justice system. That does not seem just. This is hard. This is uh, one of the difficulties for many of the families. Uh, this, the, the, yeah, the fact. Um, and you know, our, our, this is something that our legal team uh, would be able to speak more to than, uh, than myself. Mm. Adele Kirsten, she is the founding member of Gun Free South Africa.